What is up? We are here at Self-Improved. Happy Friday. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos for all my Yidin listening. Let's get right into this. It's, it's, we're going to go from chapters 1 to 5 of Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, a little book summary on self-image and confidence. And then we are going to dive into the infamous segment of TikTok Chokhmah, Yiddish for Wisdom. Yes, TikTok brings so much wisdom if the algorithm is in your favor. Here we go. Okay, everybody. So chapter one of Psycho-Cybernetics, nothing happened. By the way, I'm going to summarize this book in a couple different parts. And here we go. Chapter two is where some of the chokhmah is really spilt. So the same way that animals learn things from birth, right? Squirrels find nuts. We learned completing goals from birth. We don't have to consciously contract every muscle when we grab a pen. You know, we don't calculate every variable when catching a fly ball in baseball. We just do it from experience. We fail and learn and adapt and apply. Keep that in mind. So it comes down to the same schmaltzy fakaktas. We don't always need to just examine. We don't always need to just calculate. Just do just do, please, and then learn from the experience. For some things. If you're wondering, the, the premise of the book is on self-image and confidence. So, Maxwell Maltz, the author, says you can't imagine a better self-image or use willpower. Okay, Finding many truths that already exist in your life, they will reassure your belief. And think about this. like Everybody has little mini truths that confirm their bias towards whatever their insecurity is. For example, there are going to be signs of you being polite. There will be signs of you being a hard worker. There might not be tons, because that's what you're trying to work on, but there will be little signals. I need you to look at those, okay? And what he's saying is to have those reassure the belief. Stop using willpower. Stop imagining your better self, even though I think that's a good idea. Maltz recommends look for the truths that already exist. There's a saying that what we think about, we focus on. Therefore, you will continue making decisions that align with this new self-image. When you find those beliefs, not, sorry, when you find the truths that reassure your belief, you are going to continue making decisions aligning with those. Chapter 3 just talked about visualization. Nothing crazy there. I personally... uh, (laughs) Unless you're a schmo or a newbie to this whole awareness and self-actualization practice that I've been preaching on this podcast for a while. If you're new, listen up. But for those who aren't, then skip 20 seconds. Visualization can help actively manifest thanks to the priming effect from thinking fast, thinking slow. You will start to see opportunities pop up when you think about those goals. That is why visualization is nice. And Maxwell Maltz says this can be used for sports, jobs, sales, relationships, negotiations. Any experience you can think of, visualization will work. Again, active manifestation is a thing in my opinion because of the priming effect. Now, for those that skipped, chapter four. This is where we get into a little bit more juice. If I believe I am dumb and then I go against my belief by getting a good grade, my ego will tell me that I'm doing something wrong. Because that's against my belief, which sounds really fucked up because it is. So I'm going to regress to my mean instead of setting a new average. 
Isn't that a shame? And think how many people regress to this mean because of their own self-confidence issues. This is no different than an honest person believing that stealing's bad. And then let's say they steal, they will regress back to their beliefs. They will not steal again because, like I just said, I'll reiterate it, they, they believe it's bad. And so when they steal, they regress to the mean. They regress back to that belief of not stealing. I'll, to refresh your memory, if someone truly believes, just like someone truly believes stealing is bad, if you truly believe that you are dumb, then when you get a good grade, you will regress back to your belief. Keep that in mind. Now, what happens for 99% of people, though, they get a good grade and their belief might start to shift a little bit because they're taking in new information to subconsciously program their brain. There's a quote from the book here. Just because I am an inferior surgeon or dancer does not make me an inferior human. Folks, always remember this. And this reminds me of something from Hidden Brain called the halo effect. The halo effect is when you apply characteristics and attributes to a person because of one factor. So for example, that factor is good looks. And they've done studies on this. We typically apply uh, smarts, like so intellect, um, athleticism, success. We apply these things to good looks subconsciously, even though they have nothing to do with the attractiveness of that person. We see the halo effect happening very well when we are cut off in traffic and right away we say oh this yutz this schmandrick why would they cut me off we've applied all these things based on the one factor getting cut off in traffic what that could be mahatma gandhi cutting you off and you start you know pissing on them so keep that that's the halo effect there you go i think i'm going to give you just a little sneak peek to that book there's a chunk of chokhmah coming from chapter five i'm going to save that for next time so tune in next week for that. But let's move on to a great segment. I love TikTok chokmah. TikTok wisdom. The older we become, the quieter we get. Life humbles us. We realize how much time we waste on nonsense and irrelevance as we get older. What nonsense and irrelevant things have you realized as you've aged manifestation and the golden rule intersect for anyone listening that hasn't heard the golden rule it is treat others the way you want to be treated how does this tie into manifestation you ask if i treat everyone the way i want to be treated then i will receive what i want if i give love i will get love if you give value you get value you know if i give people real estate value I get real estate value if that's a goal of yours. Now, this, not to get philosophical, but in order to give love, that means you are projecting it, right? You're coming from a place where your baggage in the past was so full of love that you see it and give it, okay? Now, I've broken down outer inner world paradoxical theory on here. I'm not going to get into it right now. Sorry, I just took a call there. However, let's get back to this. When you give love, right, you need to have awesome baggage that allow you to project it. So what I'm saying is inner world, outer world, paradoxical theory stuff. A person is going to see more of what they're giving. So if I'm giving love in the world, I'm going to see more of it. 
because you focus on what you're, or you, you, uh, folk, what you think about, you focus on. Sorry, <laughs> that was a tongue twister. And because what you think about, you focus on, you're going to see what you project. So it's really a positive feedback loop. You out of here, Tiff? No, 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 no. no, no. Tiff's just checking the mail. And in a very intricate way, that is why manifestation and the golden rule intersect. You will manifest a reality when you treat others the way you want to be treated. You have two people to impress in your life. 80-year-old you and 8-year-old you. They're counting on you. I really love that question because it makes you think about what are my values now? What are my values when I was eight? What are my values going to be when I'm 80? And are my values now reflecting those values? It's like not only are you now reflecting on what do I find important, but you're also thinking about what will I find important? And it really makes you think about the kind of person you want to be down the road. You were never asking for too much. You were just asking the wrong person. Let's talk about finance real quick. This is from Rich Dad Poor Dad, one of the other books, and it's called The Cash Flow Quadrant. So we have employees, big businesses, sole proprietorship, and investments. Employees and self-employed individuals. Sorry, I got yawn. <sighs> employees and self-employed individuals, they get taxed the most, whereas the investors and business owners get taxed the least. So self-employed individuals or sole proprietors want to become big business owners, the commercial people, and the employees want to become the investors. And notice that on the right side of this quadrant, the big commercial blue chip companies and investors are making passive income, whereas the employees and the self-employed people are making active income, not a lot of free time, and they're still paying the most tax. It's kind of messed up, but that is why the tax system is built to make that economy just one huge funnel and positive feedback loop. So if you are any of those, okay, if you fill any of those roles, here's the key. If you're an employee, take all the money you can and invest it so you can get out of that employee role and get into the investor role sooner. If you're a sole proprietor or self-employed, you need to start scaling that business. Use all your money and invest into that business so you can turn it into a chain, turn it into a commercial conveyor belt. And next thing you know, you will have passive income because you'll be at home chilling while everyone is working for you. And that's capitalism 101 right there. Now, let's say you already are an investor and a business owner for some reason. Double down. That's what you got to do. There's a book titled Top 5 Regrets of the Dying. They see what came up the most and... The takeaways are people saying, I wish I had lived a life true to myself and not what others expected of me. Number two was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard or so much. Number three was, I wish I had the courage to express my true feelings. That's a powerful one right there. A lot of people don't say what they want and they die full of regret. Number four is, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And that's so easy to do now with phones. So no excuse if you're listening. Number five was, I wish I had let myself be happier. Some people, and really, I wish they translated that to, I wish I lived life playfully. You know, more playful. Taking myself less serious. That's what some people need to do. And, I, and I'm no Marvin, like I, I'm so young, I'm just saying when I hear that. When I hear someone say, I wish I'd let myself be happier, that is what I hear. 
is they wanted to be more playful. They wanted to reach back into their inner child a bit more, you know, um, that they, they wish they didn't take things so serious, you know, here's a powerful question. And this was on a past podcast episode. I'll bring it up again. If you were in a room with everyone you've ever met in your entire life, who would you look for? I'm going to actually leave this podcast on this note. It's very powerful. And that means people who are dead and alive. But this says something. Don't just pick one person. Who would you look for? Who are the people you'd look for? Who do you want to have a conversation again that passed away? Who's a person you cannot find online because they were just a stranger at the bus stop? Who would you look for? Will this propel you to do anything? Are you going to now take action and do some different behaviors because of this? I'll let you sit on that, all right? let you sit on that one and thanks again for tuning in this was a shorter one but enjoyable i wish you the best see you later well that was that if you're listening on apple Podcasts, rate five stars and i hope you enjoyed shabbat shalom have a great friday have a great weekend everybody thank god it's friday as katie perry once said take care and i cannot wait to see you next week